This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. Graham loves design and has a knack for making spaces interesting. Kirsten loves color and never met a DIY project she didn't like. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real-life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. Welcome home. Welcome to episode 68. We want to first say thank you for the amazing response and listener subscriptions and the email questions that are coming in. Kirsten, how are you doing today? I'm good. I know it is so fun to, to get these emails and um, and hear from our listeners. It's, it's really cool. I'm having so much fun. It's blowing my mind how many new followers we're having on Instagram and iTunes subscriptions. So thank you. We hope you enjoy what's to come. And today we have a huge day because this is our first of many episodes that we're going to have about entertaining and we're talking dinner parties adults only parties cocktail parties but today we are going big today we are going to talk about the big party the biggest party to be honest that i have never hosted kirsten's hosted it it's kirsten's easter party we're talking about 400 guests she closed down the street um i would be possibly intimidated to host such a large party. That's bigger than my wedding was. Um, we're going to talk, you know, can we do it? Listeners, do you think this is something you could do it? Would you want to do it? Um, is it a lot of trouble to do it? And then Kirsten's going to tell us, was it worth it? So stay tuned. We have a lot planned for today's episode. Today is the big party. Woo-woo. So let's like start just checking in like usual, see where everyone is. Kirsten, do you want to kind of give us, we can recap about the party, but what's going on in your life as of today? Well, as of today, yes, I am still in party cleanup mode. Um, that That's really still what's kind of been time consuming for me. It was a crawfish party, which means there is definitely a lot of cleanup, um, smelly, smelly crawfish carcass cleanup. So yes, that's what I'm doing this week. That's been my latest and greatest. What kind of cleanup? Um, what are you having to do? What's the after party like in Kirsten's world? Well, like washing the big 90-gallon pots, and then um, we're going to get into to all the tables and stuff and cleaning up those and washing those down again. Everything smells fishy. Um, and then really just getting um, people back their stuff. You know what I mean? Like I got chips and salsa bowls. I've got um, leftover towels because we had a big inflatable water slide. And... Um, Shoes. I mean, I do not think anyone left this party in their shoes. I must have. I'm not exaggerating. Like 25 pairs of shoes, and most of them are like children's flip flops. And it's amazing. like, okay, it's dark. Your four year old leaves his flip flops. Like, I get it. But we do have one pair of adult woman shoes. So I want to know who is the woman who left my house with no shoes. <laughs> that is above and beyond. That would probably be me. But I wish I was at the party. Um, I wish I'd been able to see it all. So that sounds fantastic. That actually gives 
me just a quick sidebar question. Like, did you have coolers at your party? Were there coolers filled with ice, anything like that? And more importantly, when you're done with that, do you wipe them down? I feel like after every party I have, I throw my coolers back in the, um, in the garage. And then the next time I open them for the next party, I'm like, oh, they smell so musty. And they kind of have like little bits of food in them, which I don't understand because they only hold closed drinks. So, right. What's your, like, but, yes. Well, because people are eating over the coolers, like they're holding something and they open the cooler and then they drop in. So that's what it's from. That's okay. what it's from. But yes, we had multiple coolers. I would say we had about 12 coolers um, and a couple bins. But um, but yes, I wiped them all down. Like we were like an assembly line with the dish. We just laid everything out on the lawn with a, with dish soap and with a hose and then went through everything with a Clorox wipe. But okay, you know you what was, was kind of the nice thing was that a lot of the stuff we borrowed from my in-laws and they were having an Easter party the next day for the family. So what was good is there was no time for dilly-dally. Like we had to clean the stuff up and get it back to them so they could use it for the next day, which was kind of nice. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there wasn't this drag on, drag on. But anyhow, what is up with you? We'll, ta- we'll get to my party in a minute. But that's what what's the latest in my life is cleaning. Well, I'm kind of feeling like today is crustacean week, or this is the crustacean episode of the home hour because I am throwing a small ladies luncheon on Friday for two of my dear friends here in Birmingham. It's one of their birthdays, and I'm doing something a little kooky, and I'm kind of excited about it. We meet, you know, we try to meet every other week or really as often as we can. One of our friends just had a new baby, and so. We typically dine at the country club and we get all dressed up and we, we really, it's a kind of fun time for us to pretend that we're old ladies and just kind of sit around and chat. And we've really, we've done it for about two, maybe three years now. And we call ourselves the ladies who lunch. But this Friday for my girlfriend's birthday, we are going to be the ladies who lobster. Um, and so I just decided we need to celebrate this birthday. We need to make it something special. Why the heck not? Why not get lobsters for lunch and cook them. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been on this kick. One of my New Year's resolutions was... um to kill something. And I have really wanted, I mean, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg, but I do like the idea of you should be able to prepare the food you eat because I'm not a vegetarian and it's just kind of sat with me for a while. And so I'm so confused. Mark Zuckerberg isn't, what what does that have to do with anything? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I should totally back up. So I thought you're right. Everyone doesn't know this. So I think maybe a year or two ago, I read that he set out to, you know, raise and slaughter his own animal to eat it. Right. Because he realized that he was not, you know, he wasn't a vegetarian either. And that there's a lot that goes into the process and kind of what we eat and what we take for granted every day. Um, you know, and could he do it? And how does that change the relationship with where his food comes from? And maybe there wouldn't be as much waste in the process as well. So I'm not, I haven't read every little detail of it, but I do know that he went through with it and kind of just, it was kind of an eye-opening experience. I think his was actually a larger animal that had four legs, but I started with a lobster and I was proud of my lobster and it was so tasty. I love lobster. And so we're going to do lobsters and oysters for lunch. I mean, how kind of gratuitous is that? Um, so Friday, we're going to just do it up and I love sit and put out the fine china and put out the crystal and the linen and just boil up some lobsters. And, and it's at nice. your house? No, it's yeah, not. It's gonna, yeah, I it's mean, going to be is, my dinner. But, you know, I, for some reason, it just has this like, uh, you know, 
I don't know. It, yeah, it's like it is expensive, but it's not. Um, you know, no, it's steaks, really not. The price of lobsters more. low right now. Um, <laughs> buy, buy lobster, buy lobsters. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lobster season. I mean, it's not nothing, but here's the thing: it's slightly more. It's just three lobsters. I'll boil them myself. Um, you know, it's it's a treat, and I think that's what entertaining's about: is just every now and then treat yourself. Or I think that's the great thing. I mean, I don't know why I stumbled upon this, and I thought. Heck yeah, we can eat lobsters for lunch. Who's going to stop us? It seems like such a dinner food and every, like an every once in a while food. You know, I don't think I've eaten lobster in, you know, years before I cooked lobster that previous time. Um, and so I'm kind of on a little lobster binge right now. Mm, well, so that's what's going on with breaking me. breaking all the rules, lobster um, for lunch. Okay, so anyway, it is time for now for our weekly segment. And we have, you know, every week is our first week. So this is the first time we're going to do this segment and it's called coincidentally with our entertaining theme the hostess with the mostess so graham is it like a quiz for me i'm still not really sure how this is going. it is a quiz kirsten dunlap are you ready to travel down the rabbit hole with me because i stayed up till maybe one o'clock in the morning researching some very strange things to take you down the rabbit hole for hostess with the mostess um so are you ready for this random trip yes all right There is currently, this week, in the top five Google trends, basically what people are searching for right now on the internet, there is a party that is one or multiple parties that are being hosted all across the country that people are searching for. It's one of the top five internet Google searches right now. Kirsten, can you guess what that party is? FYI, you're not invited. It's not a party anyone wants you at. Oh, gosh, it's not a party anyone wants me at. No, actually, people would be upset if you attended. You attended. Is it a bachelor party? No, it's prom. It is prom season. Can you believe it? So I know I feel like a lot of our listeners, let's say we have um, probably zero high schoolers listening right now, but as hostess with the mostess, I wanted to do a shout out to our high school generation right now, because once I found that there's a massive party going on and people are getting pumped, people are searching for prom items, etc. I then drilled down a couple levels and guess what the second most searched for topic was underneath prom post prom party. Oh, that sounds delightful. No, promposals. Do you know what a promposal oh, is? Yes, yes. This is the weirdest thing. Yes. I mean, well, I, yeah, weird I do know and what this is. Awesome. What? See, how can, see, this is my debate for you. This is hostess with the mostest. So I feel like, you know, maybe our generation spends so much time saying, oh, these young kids today, all they do is text. All they do is, you know, they keep their nose in electronics. But here we are in the real world with kids going out and inviting each other to their proms with these really creative ways. If you think about it, from my hostess with the mostest segment, it's the most genius and most creative form of invitation out there. It really, no, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, once you look at it in that term, um, that is pretty funny. Yes, and I have heard about these and it is kind of fascinating. Prom um, so wait, here's my question. So I happen to know you went to prom, I guess, with your husband, right? Is that correct? Yes. So how did he ask you to prom? Um, this is so boring, but I think it was just kind of assumed. But I do remember, 
I do remember making him sign a contract that he wouldn't change his mind. I do. And I, still, I still have it. I have a contract saying, I promise, even if we break up, we'll still go to prom. And I think I tried to get it notarized, if I remember correctly. But no, this was that was not our generation. But um, Right, but aren't you impressed amazing. with the new generation? And so the last little bit of Hostess with the Mostess was um, the most popular promposal that's being searched for on the internet right now is the Beauty and the Beast promposal. Now, I think it has something to do where the guy goes to the girl with a rose and basically maybe the rose has one petal left or something like that and she has to say yes to the prom invitation before the last petal falls <laughs> I mean <laughs> or, or he is cursed to a life as a beast or what, what is there's a lot at stake in that prom yeah, proposal. or he goes home sad so I just wanted to do a shout out I'm sure none of our listeners are in high school but if any of you mothers or parents out there have children who are in that nerve-wracking process of asking people to prom it's just so impressive what a wonderful way to do an invitation and we'll talk a lot more about invitations coming up I have some really creative ideas and tips we can use but I just wanted to be a little bit timely a little bit current and obviously people are thinking about it in this country right now because it's prom season that's really really funny oh I love that keep up Um, those awesome invitations 18 year olds and 17 year olds Um, but back to you and the crawfish cray cray party party tell us about it Set the stage, Kirsten. Tell me what this party was, because I kind of don't know much about it, but I know that you had to go off the grid for maybe 72 hours. I did have to go off the grid. Okay, so here's the situation is um, my husband and I, you know, like most good marriages, like we balance each other out. You know, I have my strengths. He has his strengths and it, it works really well. We both have a weakness, though, for the more the merrier. And what, what the problem is, we usually sort of live in denial when we have parties and it's like, we'll just have like four families and then like five families and then six families. And then like he'll come over the store and be like, hey, I ran into some and I invited them because like and I'm like, oh, the more the merrier. And, and the problem is this is they just grow out of control and the parties are always a little bit off because we really have more people than the party was originally intended for. And so really what it is, is this is just the first party that we actually went into kind of admitting who we are and what we do, which is invite everyone we know. Um, So that's really how this party got so big was we were just like, you know what, instead of having like four or five little parties throughout the year, let's really save it all and just go big. So that's what happened. So we invited about like 130. We sent out 130 paperless posts. Okay. So an electronic invitation. Got it. Right. And I I love paperless posts. And you know what's funny is I actually thought about doing paper invitations because I was sending out Easter cards anyway. Um, And I'm like, oh, I can just print one out or, you know, have, you know, an enclosure that I could put in to all the local people. Um, But you know what? Paperless post is just so easy because then it's you can easy see and your people guest love list. It. I know. You, you have like, you know, there's no, there's, it's just, it's too easy not to use them. I mean, obviously like there's certain things, even though for, you know what, even for some weddings, I've gotten paperless posts for the other parties. You know what I mean? Like I still get the beautiful wedding invitation, but like for a, for a luncheon or whatever, it'll be a paperless post and they can be so lovely. Like I think... As old school as I am, I think um, they're just too darn practical not to kind of jump on that. So, yeah. So, anyway, anyhow, long story short, I translated that to being about 400 people because, say, some of the people I supposed went to, like, my parents, who would just be two adults. Then others went to, you know, a couple with four children or five Okay, so children. kids are invited. This is a kids party. So, that opens up a whole new can of worms. Yeah. You know, I... 
I know. I my kids. I just feel like I have kids, so well, they're going to be there. So why not? Yeah, no, it's so, fun. And what time was the party? Uh, three to six. Okay, and how did you decide on? Sorry, I'm going to grill Which you. Which like, ended up being like three to ten. You know. Yeah, of course. How um, how did you decide upon a crawfish party? Um, okay, so well, this is probably a good time to clarify that you know you know this, but not everyone knows this that I'm like a fake southerner, like that I'm a southern. I just love southern things. Want to be southerner? Okay. I'm a want to be southerner. You know, my best friend lives in Birmingham. I went to school in the south. Uh, I love. I gave my daughter a double name. Like I'm, I'm totally a fake southerner. Your so. house looks like a southern cottage. It does. I Who love plants it. so much grass in Arizona? What were you thinking? <laughs> Oh, goodness. I know. I'm ready to rip it all out and do fake grass at this point. But anyhow, um, so so yeah, so my sister moved to New Orleans. And when she came back a couple years ago, we're like, oh, this is let's do I love activity food. And I, I do remember, love activity. food. I love Genius. activity food. Remember, like in college, remember, like all the boys from Baltimore would bring in those crabs. And that was so much fun. And then all the people from Louisiana would bring in um, all the crawfish. And I just like I love food where you're like digging in and getting messy and like where you're working. We had, yeah, where you're working. And like, I love like a pig on a. Uh, um, like my friend's oh, bar- uh, pig pole. Oh yeah, southern pig pole. Those southern are pig fun. You know what else? We we had um, some friends who went to Tahiti on their honeymoon, and they buried like a boar or a pig or something. They oh, they yeah. buried it in their yard. I mean, amazing. Like I love it. I love a big action party. So you will come to my fondue party. I love fondue parties. Yes, exactly. So we got to bring um, those back too. They're so good. We what do you mean bring them back? We do them all the time. But anyhow, long so that so when my sister came back from New Orleans, we did it. And then we had at that point, the next year we had already purchased all the giant pots and the burners and all that. So we're like, "Well, let's do it again. It's crawfish season again." Then we moved and we were modeled and we had a baby and all these other things and it kind of fell to the wayside. Um, and then as we were talking about having our one big party, we're like, "Let's bring it back." And let's do Easter weekend because people are in town. Um, and so that's that's how that happened. Um, so there you go. You have 400 people that you think are going to show up, maybe 150 of those being children. You decided on Easter weekend. About 200 of them being children, I would say. But yeah, okay. we decided Easter weekend. And now this brings up a really good, this is the thing though. And I started to go into panic mode right beforehand because everyone started saying 400 people and their eyes would get really big. Like I just told them, you know, just something that was absolutely ridiculous. And I started to second guess myself. Like, is this the stupidest idea ever? And people would say things like, where are you going to put everybody? And I, and I started to panic. Um, so here's my question. And I think this is a discussion point because as we know, this is not just a show about my party. This is like our case study, right? To talk about big parties and whether or not you can do them. Mm-hmm. My big question is if we had done the exact same party and had half as many people or a third of as many people, would it really have been that much less work? You know what I mean? Yes, there is an expense to more people, but we just figured we were eliminating all the parties throughout the year and combining it into one big party. But Right, but um, once you're making that master list, like ice, beer, wine, crawfish, corn on the cob, it's just basically increase of quantity. It's not like the list changes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, And you know what I mean? It's kind of like I'd rather, whereas if I had three small parties throughout the year with like different groups of friends when I've had to go to like all that effort and clean the house and get out the coolers and put the coolers back and wipe the coolers down like why not just do it all at once you know what I mean is it it really that much more work to have one big party I don't know plus do you feel like and this is very terrible of me but do you feel like you've just solidified yourself a year of social invitations like you've invited so many people to a party that aren't you just going to be chock full with dinner party invites and invites because people are 
and say, oh, yeah, Kirsten, she threw that big blowout. Now let me invite her to my party. Uh, well, I didn't do it to get invited to parties. And frankly, at this point, I'm so tired. I don't want to come. Please don't invite me. I'm too, I'm too tired. <laughs> but, um, but no, wait. So I had another question, though, regarding the... Oh, never mind. Anyway, yeah. So that's my big that's my big debate is, is do you do you really do you really cause yourself that much more work? And the flip side of it is I feel like you can kind of get away with a lot less Pinterestness if you have a lot of people. You know what I mean? If I had like 30 people over, I would have like done really pretty tablecloths and gotten mm-hmm. really beautiful um, centerpieces. But it's like I have 400 people coming. Like I'm fine with plastic tablecloths. I'm Rinse fine every with, man like, for him or herself yes, at that kind like, of party. Dollar fifty Trader Joe's flowers in a mason jar. You know, like it's kind of like you can be a little bit more laid back because there are so many people. You know, I love that. Although I must say, I was sitting here thinking about it and I thought, okay, 400 people, Graham, could you do something like that? All right. Yeah, you could probably pull something like that off. But then I realized you are in a very localized situation because you are Arizona. And the one thing that you do not have to worry about, and maybe California can get away with this too, and some other parts of the country, you... This was an outside party, I'm assuming. Do not have to worry about rain and a rain delay. I mean, I don't think your house, nor my house, nor many people I know could accommodate 400 people in their home. So was this complete, right? A, I mean, yeah, that's a really good point. There it is. Really what, what if I had bought 95 pounds of crawfish and 4,000 ears of corn and it rained? And nobody showed up. <laughs> so. That's no. That is a really good point. Um, that is a really good point. Um, but I still don't think that means you can't have large parties. I mean, a large party in my mind is sixty people. Forty. I mean, even forty people can be a, a very large party. Well, I mean, think about it though. Think about how many epic. people people have parties have their weddings rained out. That's true. But usually, there's some sort of rain contingency. Did you have a rain contingency? No, what is right. I think that's I think that's something a lot of us struggle with is what do we do, you know, you're for right. bad weather? What do you're we do? Right. You're right, you're right. Um so uh yeah. But I have so, more questions for you. Yeah. Did you have staff at your party who helps you? Um I had this very nice man um who was kind of my handyman and also my dad. <laughs> That was the highlight of the party was one of my friends was walked by and she's like, where did you find this guy who cooks crawfish? And just so many jokes. Where did I find this guy? But um, you felt like you had enough helpers. And what, what did the kids do during the party? Um, they tortured crawfish. They stole crawfish and made them pets. People, they brought the crawfish in the house. They, no, I mean, kids are just, I feel like kids really like we go out of our way to entertain kids and the reality is kids are kids they run they play they scream they go through toys they tried on costumes right. they played in our playroom we did get a giant inflatable water slide that's um cool. you know and that's fun I, I wonder you know i don't know i don't know how many times people go down that water slide before they're kind of sick of it but you know the kids kids are are not yeah right. they get into that pack mentality where they right. move like a roving band of dogs yeah <laughs> and if you're fine with every now and then just kind of the wind of 17 children running past you then you can host a good party right absolutely you know my daughter's running around with her scissors as usual you know just typical stuff but hey i have a i have a quiz question for you with okay. a water slide with have you ever you know with crawfish you have to purge them which means you spray them with a spray hose Ooh. i mean you are it is like just so much water and the grass looks terrible so muddy. So we had live food. We had mud. We had a water slide. We had a million people. What do you think was the messiest part of the party? I'm definitely going to go with the crayfish. Crawfish. Um, you know what it was? It was the gummies. 
The Cos- what? Yeah, like the Costco Mott's gummies. So, You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. That was terrible. So they... Um, you know, and you just open a bag of gummies and one falls out and then it was the sun would melt the gummies and oh, then wow. kids would run on the gummies. I have like gummy marks all over the place, like all oh, over the no. bricks, all over the wood floors. Yeah. So gummies were surprisingly not a great party food. I would not. Yeah. Do not. If it's a hot summer day, do not. I do not recommend gummies. The others, the other stupid. Or if it's in April in Arizona. Again, yeah, so, we must hedge with your specific landscape that you live in. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, though, in the sun, I think it would maybe turn any. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a Phoenix thing. But the other thing that was maybe, again, a Phoenix thing, although I think in the sun, this would have happened anywhere, is on the kids tables. I Well, on all the tables, I put out. um uh, like craft paper rolls, you know, which okay. kind of is what you do for a crawfish party or a seafood boil or any sort of like a lobster, or, you know, like a low country cookout. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I put out these these rolls of, of or you can do newspaper, but I thought the craft paper was prettier. But um, I put that out on the kids table and on all the other adults tables. I had some flowers, but on the kids table, I thought, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll put out some crayons and then they can color on the craft paper. And, it, you know, it's kind of like we're like macaroni grill doing that. So, um, so I did that and I put them out in, uh, Kentucky Derby mint julep cups, you know, the, the metal ones. Well, it was so cute in theory. And then the metal heated up and all the crayons melted. Again, for all of our listeners out there, if you're planning a party on Mars, you can contact Kirsten Dunlap because she lives in an alternative universe where crayons melt and gummies are problems. I guarantee you in, in Alabama on a hot day in a metal, Cup in the sun, you would melt crayons. Too. No, you're right. You're totally right. I mean, I, we just had our street Easter egg party at our house, um, a, you know, a couple weeks ago, and um, we I put the ice out in these beautiful sterling silver kind of champagne buckets. I had our wine out, and that ice turned to cold, cool water in t minus two minutes. So yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you had a huge party too the same weekend. So we're talking about mine, but you you threw quite quite an affair as well. We did. Yeah, we had a big Easter egg hunt for the street. And it's just fun. I mean, I'm happy to do it. You kind of get into your groove. I mean, I guess my question for you going back to that is, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much fun did you have? And on a scale from 1 to 10, how much fun would you say your guests had? Because really, this is our case study. We're trying to figure out if this is worth it. You throw one big shebang party a year. I, I had fun. I had a really fun time. I mean, I'm Give so me tired. Oh, I had, like a, I had like an eight and a half. I had a fun time. Maybe a nine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, and I, and you know, your guests, I mean, I don't, how do you, everyone, no, no one was like, that was a terrible party, but you always wonder, like, I hope people had fun. I've had lots oh, of Oh, you can tell, you fun. can tell when your guests are happy. I think my guests were happy. I Good. think I was happy. Now, here's, here's the reality of this, though. I love my husband, and, you know, he did, oh, you know, God bless my dad and my husband. They were, they were workhorses. They were just cooking crawfish. They spent the, I don't know if they had fun, because they just worked and worked and worked. Um, but... So I'm not so I'm so grateful for him. He's wonderful. But um you know, throwing a party with your spouse is also really funny because I think if you and I threw a party, it would be like we wouldn't even have to have like a meeting to discuss anything. Like we would just know that centerpiece, this main course. I mean, you and I are just on the same wavelength. Right. And it is funny because I don't know if it's the male female thing, but like what is important to me in a party is the exact opposite of what's important to him. You feel <laughs> like, like what's important to Boots? 
um, music. Like he would have no food, no decorations, but like he wants a band. Like a lot. <laughs> just like be standing a, dancing himself somewhere. <laughs> just dancing by himself. Music is the most important thing, and he wants it really loud. Whereas like halfway through party, I'm like, oh, we should turn on a radio. You know, like I. I mean, it's nice. It is nice to have music, but like he's obsessed with the music. Like that's I love that. Thing. I totally. I have to say, Harrison's probably the same way. I mean, every single party, it could be our child's baptism. He's putting on the Dave Matthews Band Pandora Station in the background, and I am like, what are you doing, buddy? I mean, and he will leave on any song and every now and then he'll even put on the Alabama station, which is not a station that's specific to the state of Alabama, but the band Alabama. Um, but I actually like Univista Social Club. That's kind of what I'll put on. Or, you know, sometimes a little Michael Bublé or Frank Sinatra. I'm an old woman, capital O. Um, I like it. I like that. I like some background music. Um, the other thing that, that my husband was just passionate about is seating. Whereas like, I just, I see the chairs and like, I have to set them up. I have to take them down. I have to wipe them off. You can stand. You know, I'm just, I'm good with standing. Um, Right. And where do you even get all those chairs? I think I counted. We have 16 chairs in our house total. I mean, and some of them I wouldn't really, that's a very loose term saying that's a chair that I'm letting people sit on. (laughs) Um, You know what? We actually, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but I one time was walking by a party rental store just in a strip mall and these, you know, those white, pretty wooden chairs that they have for like weddings, Mm -hmm. they're like $5 to rent. And he was selling some used inventory that I guess wasn't fancy enough for weddings anymore. It was a little bit chipped or whatever. Totally still fine for like seven dollars a chair and I, you, are you talking about the shivari chairs the the ones that look like kind of bamboo caning no 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 not the bamboo caning ones picture like picture like a white folding chair but a wooden one like picture oh yes bride. i know what you're talking about those yes. are lovely mm-hmm. those are collectors and it's not a show unless i mention my grandmother but she at an estate sale got those beautiful bamboo folding ones that are so elegant you know and has like 25 50 of those well i, I bought no 12 of these for for like almost the same price to rent them once i have to tell you best investment ever i mean again it wasn't a huge investment but um they're so useful people have borrowed them i know if you're just starting out and um and you're like thinking i might want to entertain like make the investment buy those chairs oh it is so nice to have them they're so handy so So buying versus renting what are you thinking that is so hard well i think you know i borrowed a lot so i I haven't had those and then some family members had more and some family members had like just costco folding chairs or folding tables that i borrowed um i mean if you can borrow that's always great you know it's always money you can spend on other areas of the party instead of renting chairs and renting tables however if you're if you know, because if you spend too much money, you're going to say, oh, we're never doing that again. It was too much money. But at the same time, the nice thing about running is you just give them back. You don't have to clean them. They just take them. Um, whereas when you borrow stuff, you know, you really have to always return things better than you found them. And that means there's a lot of work on the back end. So that's it's kind true. of like, we're which sorry. is worse for you, spending the money or doing the work? So I would say my top three things for party hostesses of things you should actually own and have an arsenal of are ways to dispense beverages. I found that to be very helpful. Like coolers, eh, they're good sometimes. I really like 
like um, kind of the clear acrylic holders that you can put lots of ice in and make, you know, wine bottles and even water bottles look pretty in. Um, I would say, again, clear. Clear is great. Okay, wait, this is another thing that my husband and I disagree on because he would just put everything in coolers. You know why? Because he's a man and because that's much more practical because it keeps them cold. Whereas I have all those tins that are so pretty. And then, like you said, the wine glasses look for the wine bottles look pretty and the water bottles look pretty and he's like the ice is not insulated it is melting Oh, I know. And the ice does melt. And that's definitely true. And there's no insulation. And who cares? But it's kind of like, I find myself at many parties making the man section and it usually bleeds into the kids section. Have you ever noticed that? Like you have your pretty stuff out and that's where the women stand. And basically the beer and the chips and the kids Kool-Aid is off to the side somewhere because you're right. It's in coolers and that's what they want to do. They just want to open a cooler. You know what else I bought for this party, which was a great thing. And I can't believe it took us this long to buy them. But um, like, the $12 giant plastic trash cans from Lowe's. Oh, okay. Those are so great. Um, And then if I could do life all over again, I would buy a recycling bin. A recycling bin? Yes. Doesn't the city give you one for free? Yeah, but I mean like one that you would put out for your party. A party recycling bin? Yeah, because I feel like there's always so many water bottles. And I love, I love to recycle. I love clean trash. Yes, I gotcha. I love keeping my yucky trash separate from my like clean trash. Like recycling, oh, it just brings me so much joy because it's like clean. You're very ahead of the game. My dad would be like in your recycling bin trying to take them to the supermarket to get five cents. <laughs> if he wants to come on down and do that, I've got plenty of bottles he can return. So. That's wonderful. Well, so, I mean, maybe should we just kind of summarize and talk about some of our top tips for big parties? Let's do it. I think um, I definitely will start with one of mine when I have a large party and I call it these are our Kirsten and I kind of put together our top seven tips for hosting big parties and my first one I call bulk dirty protein which is a little bit random but I've always found that at a party you know you can put out lots of food and it takes a lot of time to make pretty interesting food. This is kind of a cocktail pickup type party. Again, this isn't a sit down dinner party, but if you're having a large party, I will get a big platter of crystal burgers, or I will get a big thing of circle K hot dogs, you know, from the gas station and I'll put them on a giant platter. And I will tell you, people will go to town after one or two drinks. Everyone kind of sidles over to my bulk, dirty protein station. And it just makes people happy because they know that if they're really hungry, they don't have to kind of they can just stuff their face with something. How about that? You know what? I'm going to piggyback on that because, uh, oh, you know what I found to be a great place to get good food and it's like significantly cheaper than going to a restaurant wow. is the grocery store deli section. Like Ooh. that is that is one of those areas that you you know exists, but you've never actually purchased anything from there. That is the Dude, unsung hero. I is, love that. And, and you're like, why, why do we have this part of the grocery store? Like, well, what's what's going on here? Guess what? They're making bulk, like, chicken nuggets. And, That's amazing, Kirsten. Oh, yeah. No, they will make you, like, eight-foot-long sub sandwiches. And it's, I love those. It is I haven't so seen those great. in ages. Besides, that would actually be kind of hip to bring those back. You know those long sandwich boards? Oh, yeah. Check the grocery store. So, um, I didn't actually do any of that, but it is good to know that, uh, that, that that's there. You know, I mean, if you're having, like, a party for ten kids, fine. Go to Chick-fil-A. Spring for the Chick-fil-A nugget platter. But if you're having it for 50 kids, 
check the grocery store deli. I was very impressed by the deals they had. I actually think that might be our number one hack for this episode because I think most people don't realize grocery store delis will also boil eggs for you. They have a myriad of things they'll do. If you just go and get like three dozen eggs and you need them boiled really quickly, you know, if you're making um, deviled eggs or something, typically they'll put those together for you too. They're, you know, they're very helpful. I seriously, I love grocery stores. Like my dream would be like to be the manager of a giant grocery store and just have all those departments. Like the well, floral department. Well, can I work the checkout? Because that's my dream. Okay. Well, seriously, we should probably interview a grocery store manager at some point because I'm sure there are hidden gems like we don't even know about. Like That's you know, a great idea too. Yes. Beyond the free cookies. Okay, wait. But I'm going to actually challenge that that's our best hack because guess what I learned this week, which was life-changing. Tell me. Okay. So... My children love macaroni and cheese, as do all ch- children, except for mm-hmm. my one who doesn't like cheese, but the other two do, and everyone else does. So, um, and what they really hate is when you go to a restaurant and they've, they, like serve good mac and cheese. Like oh, they've like, zhuzhed it up, as yes, I say. Yes, like, <laughs> like the, gr- the Gruyere mac and cheese. Like, stop. Don't oh, do that. My children. Nay, nay, if anyone messes with my children's powdered mac and cheese, right. they will throw it at them. Powdered mac and cheese is obviously amazing. So, I was planning to make mac and cheese to have for the kids because I wanted to have like a little kids' boil section where I did corn on the cob and mac and cheese. Um, and I assumed that I would be buying like 100 boxes of Kraft mac and cheese and just opening each box. Then I found out that you can buy the cheddar powder in bulk. That is unreal. Where do you buy such a thing? I bought it on Amazon. I will link to it. It was amazing. And it was actually like organic. It was like good for you. I mean, well, it was it was better for you than the Kraft powder mac and cheese. Um, and you can use this now. And now like I can just make mac and cheese like if I have, you know, another two families coming over for dinner or whatever like and I want to make mac and cheese for the kids like I can just use macaroni and that powdered that uh, cheddar powder amazing and you can put it on popcorn too you can make cheddar popcorn what okay that is so good to be perfectly honest we have more tips and tricks for big parties but because we'll be with you all dear listeners every week I say we stop here Kirsten and um, keep some of our other tips for future episodes because that is those are outstanding well those are good things for for big parties and um and of course, we'll be back with other episodes. You're right, where we will talk about uh, dinner parties. We'll talk about cocktail parties. We will talk about adult-only parties um, and just a whole different style of entertaining. But to get all um, the links that we talked about today's show, please head to our website, which is thehomehour.com. And uh, we would also just love it if you would subscribe on iTunes and please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show. That really helps us in our ratings and um, helps us do what we're doing here. So if you like us, follow us on Instagram. Um, And on Facebook, visit our website. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week and welcome home. Welcome home.